started when I was about mm, 11 or 12. It was maybe a little bit before then. It was when I started puberty pretty much. And I'm 38, so I've had it for that long. Um, I've been doing really well. It's not pulling because most of it's from my scalp. So I still randomly pull from other areas, but it's not as bad. So pretty much um, my story is that um, I really didn't have a name for it until I got older. I just knew that I pulled my hair out. Um, my first time started with, like, my eyelashes. And um, I actually got caught by my brother and my dad. And they thus, they thought it was crazy. And I did too. But, you know, it, I just kept pulling. And I don't know why, to be honest. And I never figured that out till I got older. And then I slowly started to pull from my scalp and I was really good at like hiding spots in high school so you know that's the part when like everybody's like the hair you know it's very society says hair is what you're supposed to have so I was able to at least do that um and then it got worse like I ended up graduating and then I went to college for one year and had my daughter um and I had issues as far as like depression and everything like that, which I think goes along with it because I'm pretty sure that we have some other like things as far as we just have other issues though. And we end up, and I ended up eventually learning about it when I was like 23 or 24 and I learned a word. And I wanted to say, the people that I found was like overseas. I don't remember what like the thing was, but it was I was able to, you know, use the internet back then. And then I finally started going to therapist. But I was the one who was teaching therapist what it was. So I had to teach myself how to deal with it. And then I was like the past two years, um my well. After all that stuff, my pulling from my scalp just kept getting worse to the point where um, I am pretty sure that part of my hair is not going to grow back. So um, two years ago, I decided to shave my head um, in hopes that it would. Um, and then I wear my wig, but then my wig gets hot, especially at work. And I was like, screw it. Society can... I don't know if I'm allowed to say suck it or not. So, okay. So, um, I was like, screw it. I am just going to go ahead and keep my wig off. Sometimes I still have issues because, you know, my hair represents, like, my feminine side. And that's, you know, because at work I still get looks or I get called that I, or people think I have cancer and then I feel bad. And that's pretty much my story. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for, um, you know, sharing so openly with me. I can 1000% relate to going to therapy, looking for help and being the one who's teaching them. And so that's mm -hmm. very frustrating. Um, 
when that happened to you, did you go to someone else? Did you try, you know, some, someone new or was it kind of just like, you know, ugh, I keep doing this. I keep doing this. Cause then like, eventually I did find somebody else, but then I had to teach them too. So, and also at the time, like I am on meds, but also, um, as far as my other health issues, like I'm type two diabetic and my doctor, when I went in to see like this new one, um, the first thing he asked was, are you depressed? And I was like, mm. Hey, you just pinpointed that right there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I got my health in order as far as like being like more healthy as far as my food and stuff and also taking my pills and being active about everything. And that has helped. When you first started, you mentioned that you pulled from your lashes. Did you pull all of the lashes and then gravitate to the scalp or how did that go for you? It went from my eyelashes to my eyebrows. All my eyelashes are gone pretty much. Um, and then I actually, I did like my armpit hair, which I still sometimes do. But I actually start, because this one you never, you never hear about, um, your pubic area. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I remember, like, it would take me forever in the morning to get ready, because I would sit there. And my mom would yell at me, because, yeah, she didn't know what was going on either. And that was the thing, too. My parents did not understand it. I think if my parents were still alive, I think now they would. They would totally get it. And there'd be understanding, but they wasn't at the time. And then I started to pull from my scalp because I would just kind of play with my hair and twirl it. And then I started in different areas. And then I figured out also how to hide it because I still had hair. So if I pulled from another area, then I could hide it. So, because eventually they would see like holes in my hair. So, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. When you, when your parents and everyone in your family, like first started noticing, um, were, how did they react to it? I know you said your brother and your dad thought it was like crazy, which my, I think everyone who doesn't know what trick is like, I think their first reaction is like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Um, how did that go for you to kind of say like, look, I can't help what I'm doing. They was very angry about it and insisted that I could stop no matter what. So, and that was my mom too. She just thought I could stop. Um, because also when I was eventually pulled from my scalp, I used to sit at the computer and, you know, I get on my space and all that kind of stuff back in the day. And my hair, and that's the part that also I wanted to like shave and get, because living with, I'm one of those people where it's like, I, I felt bad. I would have urges and I just sit there and pull. And then like, I'd have hair all around me. Well, that's what I had in high school around the computer chair and my mom gets so mad at me because you know nobody knows i'm the only one that does it so she just thought i was like attention seeking and i wasn't i was i don't know if it's like a coping mechanism and it's mixed with other stuff that's why i think we still need more like we need more studies on it mm-hmm well, I remember when I was first diagnosed, they thought it was self-harm. They thought it was the same category as like cutting. And then they're like, wait a minute, actually, it's now OCD. And they're like, wait a minute, actually. So now we're at this point where it's like a body-focused repetitive behavior. It's different yeah. from everything else. But still, it it's so hard to 
explain to people unless they understand because to everyone else oh you can just stop it's your body you you're doing this it's like but you don't understand i'm not in control of this like this is a real thing yeah like because depression and anxiety you know they all link it back to your brain i really i'm not i i don't understand quite like where we got the idea to just pull and just keep going with it so that one i don't get and that's what like we need studies on Mm-hmm. But then it's but then it's fascinating because you learn that like almost everybody was around the same age when we started, or mm-hmm. it's around puberty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's something that triggered it, and I really wish I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And now, too, the the other thing is that not only like when we first started, maybe something triggered it, but then now because I've done it so long and for like every single emotion, how can I pinpoint which one since it's all, it's everything now. You know what I mean? It's like, how do I figure that out? Yeah. I don't know. But, um, and I also, I had someone, um, she made a video about how it's so hard for us to stop because yes, of course we try different things. We wear a wig, we wear gloves, we, you know, um, get our hair wet. But then there is no real replacement behavior for us to do that would give us the same sensation as the pulling. So that's that's throwing another you know loop in the whole like how do I stop? Well, what can I replace this with that feels good and gives me the same type of relief? Nothing really, and like because I will admit, like you know, I have done stuff in the past, um, and like you know. Eating doesn't, like, it, it's just, it's something different for us. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what we can do. I know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay, we're trying our best. That's all, that's all we can for now. Um, mm-hmm. When you first found out that there was a, a name for this behavior you were doing, how did it make you feel? I was so ecstatic that I knew that, like, there was other people and that was when I tried to tell my mom about it. And she still was not going for it. And I was like. But then I actually worked at McDonald's for like 10 years. And then somebody said that their son pulls from like their eyebrows. And, you know, and it was like. And so that's when I kind of started like being somewhat open. Because my community is very small. So. And actually, when I do tell people, they're like, oh, I know somebody who, like, does stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. The word's getting out. So that's what we need. Yeah. And I feel like I I wish, I know that everyone's journey is different and, like, I can't change mine at all. But I, a part of me wishes I was more open as a as a child because I'm sure there were people around me who did it too. But, like, we're also scared to share it. And, like, what if I yeah. said... I do it and then they did too and then i had like a friend instead of thinking i was like the only one in the world yeah when you mentioned you were in high school and you did, did you say you had like some years where things were growing back in kind of like a pull not even a pull free but like a pulling less moment in those years um it was more like i my pulling became more aggressive as i got older but I was able to, when I figured out that there was a spot and, like, I was starting to have, like, you know, a, 
like a spot on my head, I would start to pull from somewhere else. And then it eventually got to the point where I just like my pulling from that one spot got bigger. And mm-hmm. and then I would just stay focused on that one spot. And then I kind of stopped as far as my scalp. And then I started pulling from like, other places for about like a year or two. And then it went back to my scalp. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you find that there are certain locations like in your house, in your car, that you are, you know, like, okay, I'm probably going to pull a lot here. Usually it's in my recliner. Like, well, that's what I'm sitting in right now. But ever since, and I will admit, ever since I shaved, just because that's my main spot, it has helped a bunch. Um, I still randomly pull, but not as much. So I also, you know, I was actually skeptical of taking like, you know, pharmaceutical meds. Um, but I really do think some of it works because I also used to stutter really, 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 really bad. And I don't anymore. So I know something is effect, you know, is working there. Mm-hmm. Tell me the tell me about the first time you shaved your head and like the decision, like leading up to that decision for you. Um it was pretty much around like when COVID started and I just told my daughter, I was like, you know what? We're going to be going to Tennessee because we already planned the trip <laughs> and we was going to be hiking. And I was like, you know, I just want to try to like get rid of it or not get rid of it, but I wanted to try to like stop on my own. And this was before I was really into like getting my other health better. So eventually it did help um, that I got everything situated. But I was going to let it like grow back. And I was really, really, I was thinking that one spot was going to grow and it hasn't. And so that was also part of it. Cause I was like, I can just wear the wig until, you know or continue wearing the wig until it grows. And I was, it was like five months and, you know, I just kept going six months in, it's not growing. So I kept reshaving. Cause I was like, if it grows in, I'm not going to pull. I just kept telling myself, I'm not going to pull. Well, it hasn't grown in. So eventually I was like, mm, just going to go ahead and shave it, shave it all and keep it shaved. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who I've spoken to, when they take that leap and and shave their head, they say it's one of the most like freeing feelings because at some points you do feel controlled by your hair. Your hair touches you. Oh my gosh, now my hand's there and I can't stop pulling. Did you feel that sort of like freedom? Yes. Um, And I hate saying it. I felt like Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, man, this is what it feels like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I actually wore... Well, not war, but I sported the bald look um, the first time out in public on my daughter's senior night for her high school. So, and yep, because that was like, man, that's a lot of public pictures because I don't do like big groups. So that was kind of nerve wracking for me mm-hmm. because once again, you know, you get called that either like, oh, she has cancer, she's sick, or little kids are like, is that a boy or a girl? And I'm like, mm. That's the part that also gets on my nerves. 
and makes me get a little bit of anxiety. But other than that, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you you mentioned you were open with your family. Um, at what point did you, you know, tell your daughter, like, this is what I have? She just kind of started noticing around, mm, I really don't remember. She's just been always open about it. But she also has, like, she gets my, like, bipolar, some other issues have are thrown in. So she understands that stuff. Um, and when she first learned, she was like, okay. I know, like, you're still going to pull, but she's like, I'm just going to tell you to stop, you know, and don't bother, you know, just stop. So, at least, like, she understood that I couldn't help it. Um, but that was, like, one of the other reasons I shaved, because I hated seeing hair everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad, because I would cook, or I would do something, and I would see, like, hair, and I was like, I can't keep living like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like having her as an accountability partner or like anyone kind of checking in like, oh, I see you doing it. Some people like that. Some people, it doesn't really work well. It didn't really work well, but it, it was nice knowing that like she was okay with me doing it relatively. Like she wasn't because she knows that it was bad for me as far as my health, but she understood that I have it and I can't do nothing else about it. So mm -hmm. That helped. Yeah, that's great. Um, when you get into that like pulling trance, I call it a trance because I'm just like locked in for however long it needs me to be in there. Um, when you get into that, is there a way that you've noticed or learned that you can kind of get yourself out of it? Or um, is it like until it's done, you know? It's until it's done. And so when I pull every once in a while from, um, and I do pull from my pubic area, and I think that one has to be told otherwise, because people, yeah, people do that one, but are, and it's not as long as it used to be, but I don't know if it is because of my not being my scalp, because my scalp was eventually my main one, um, so when I did have hair, I remember pulling for, like, you know, I would just sit there and pull it for an hour, and I was just in my zone, overthinking. I just be ever thinking it would just keep going. Nothing really pulled me out until until I was done pulling. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you pull more so like looking in the mirror or just like without the mirror? Without the mirror. Mm -hmm. And do you so like when I pull without the mirror, I find. I do both, but like I find if I pull without the mirror, I'm like, okay, I need to like see what I've done. Like I'm turning around, I have another mirror, I'm looking. Do you find yourself doing that too? Or how do you, well, do you just do that? I guess the question is. I just pulled and then I would eventually look in the mirror, but I just, I just knew, I knew that I already had like everywhere. So, cause I also wore bandanas too. And I would pull, like, underneath the bandanas. So I thought, like, you know, when I first started doing bandanas, that it was going to help. It was more like a hiding thing. I just mm -hmm. hit it. Yeah. Tell me about your wig. Was how, What was the journey to getting one and, like, choosing what it looked like and things like that? Um, The wig, I eventually got one because 
So I cut my hair short at one point in time, and I was like, okay, I can do this. Well, then it started growing, and then I started pulling. And that was, once again, where, like, bigger spots came about. So um, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she was like, well, you know, maybe we could go ahead and get a wig. And that was, like, 10 years ago. It's been a while. Um, so I ended up getting a wig and it was just a basic black wig from like Walmart. Um, cause I didn't know anything. And then, uh, I eventually got a wig at a mall and it was the best thing ever though. I ended up cutting it on one side of my bangs and it looked like crap and I never paid attention <laughs> until I like, I got the new one and I was like, man, that wig was ugly. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I went for that long. But then also, I that was another thing. I eventually learned that, like, all of my jobs, I sweated in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was so concerned with, like, you know, my looks that I would wear my hair and I would sweat. And mm -hmm. that was ruining the wigs. Mm -hmm. Um, At least in my opinion. Because that is what happened with, like... My one that I have now, but it's not as bad, and I don't wear it except for, like, every once in a blue moon now. But I started, that's when I was like, okay, I can't mess this one up. So, we're going to see. I'm just going to wear it, see if, like, my hair grows back. And then that was when I started. My job, once again, was like, you know, I'm doing things that involve a lot of movement. Um, I'm sweating. I can't keep wearing this wig. Um, it's getting in my face sometimes, like, cause I'm bending over and doing things. And so that was my point of the wig. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so you mentioned that sometimes you will go to work with no wig, like you'll just have your shaved head when, so I think you said that it was your daughter's senior night. That was the first time you showed up. Like, just like, here's, here's me, like as yourself. Um, were you nervous? I was actually, um, because I didn't know how people were going to take it. So that was, it was, it was, yeah, just a little ner nerve wracking. Um, thankfully everybody was supportive that I know of. Um, nobody said anything, but it's scary because I feel like sometimes I don't think I can pull off the bald look. And then I see other women who I think can because I do. I'm like, do I look more masculine? And that is what our society has also taught us. Like, you know, hair is, you know, your feminine side. And that is also what I've struggled with a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't help that it's like wear the extensions that are all the way down your back and like get the fake eyelashes and like I don't even have any eyelashes so like I am already two steps back you know because <laughs> if I just said regular then okay I'm still a step behind because I should have longer ones so it is it it is hard for for me and I'm sure for every other person with trick like how do I feel beautiful if everyone else in the world has these things that I don't have yeah So what advice would you give someone who wants to be more open about their trick? Um, that is also what I am still dealing with. Um, 
just because I live in a small society and um, it just, I don't know. It's just, you got to be more open. We got to tell our stories. Um, Brianna, my daughter actually follows, uh, what is her name? Colleen Ballinger. She has dermatillum. I think that's the one dermatillomania. And I was like, and she's kind of somebody that like, I was like, you know, if she's open and I see all these people commenting on her thing and how like they have stuff, I'm like, you know, this gets the word out. Um, because it also feels nice when I do like talk about it, even on Facebook. And then people are like, oh, I know somebody who does that. There's a word for it. Okay. So we can get help. And it's early on. And I wonder if I had coping mechanisms when I was younger, if like I would still have my hair. Mm-hmm. So that's my long journey from there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen um, like trick represented in the media at all, like movies, TV show, or, or like in a book or anything? Every once in a blue moon, I've seen trick um, on different shows. There was an MTV one that like they did it back in the day. Um, and then that's the thing too, because like I know different people eat their hair and that one I'm not sure about because I'm like I've never gotten that far and I don't think I could mm-hmm. but then yeah so people think that you do all this crazy stuff or you put it in like the baggie because I've heard of that one too where like people collect mm-hmm. and you know but it was nice knowing that like other people do it because that was when I tried to tell my mom I was like listen this is on TV there's another person that does it she still didn't yeah, she was still thinking I could just stop, like, you know, and was not supportive. So, mm-hmm. but it was nice knowing that there's other media, but there needs to be more out there. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the show Life and Beth? It's on Hulu. Amy no. Schumer. Okay, so Amy Schumer recently, she had the show Life and Beth. It's kind of like about her life. She yeah. has trick. So she, I remember she, like on one of the Facebook, like I'm on everything, everybody was talking about it, at least as far as her, but I didn't know about the show. Yeah. So she like, um, I'm not, this is not a spoiler, but she like, she like shows how her younger self started to pull. And like, when I tell you, I was like locked in and about to cry, like the whole episode, I'm like welling up because I've seen the true life one and some things are just so dramatic and to over the top but i think amy because she has it did it really well like just showed how it really is versus like you know in the in the asylum yanking out chunks this was done so well i feel like i just loved that she did that yeah i'll have to watch that one yeah it was just so nice um have you ever had any other BFRBs? Did you ever skin pick for a little or like bite your nails or anything like that? I actually peel my, well, I don't know if that's considered, but I peel like the top of my nails. I used that's, to do that. Okay. I still do. <laughs> Even though I paint my nails and I'm like, ooh, okay. But then sometimes I know that like your nails have to breathe or something. So I don't always like, and especially like during because I have like type 2 diabetes and some of my toenails are not the best. So I don't like always paint in my toenails, but I'm like, Mm-mm. in the summer, they both have to match. I can't just go without like my daughter thinks I'm crazy. I'm like, mm, no. 
So at least in the fall, I, I paint my my fingernails a lot because I don't have to show my toes. Mm -hmm. So then I can just do one. Yeah. I when you said you peeled your nails, I literally have not thought about my like me doing that. <laughs> and then it just brought back. I used to really be like, and I wonder if that's why I've always been someone who like keeps their nails really short. Like if I can feel my nail on anything, like cutting you. I don't know if it's because I used to be peeling them and they'd be all thin and like bendy. Yeah. This just brought back some memories. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, because I forgot about that. I'm going to talk about that <laughs> some more. Um, yeah, so what are some things that you do for self-care? For self-care? So this is, like, also why I have not responded and done some of, like, your stuff. So I am still in the process of my journey, um, mostly because my daughter went away to college. And so now I'm in a new chapter of my life of being an empty nester. And so now I really have to learn to do things by myself because all my main focus was her. Mm -hmm. And so now I have to do other things that bring me joy because I know that now that I know my depression and when things hit, um, back in the day, I was not able to distinguish like all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I slowly started to, so like there's lyrics, I do music, um, I keep myself busy as far as work goes, um, I have my cats, but they only can help so much too, because I'm like, I get lonely at night, and then that's when like I overthink, um, and so that's one of my issues, and I do partake in greenery every once in a while. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not. You are. So, okay. <laughs> um, that actually helps. I'm, I'm also curious of like maybe CBD oil though more for people who, because I do know that, you know, some people, like when I smoke, they do get paranoid. It's not for everybody. Um, and like, you know, because you have CBD oil for procedures I think people take it and it mellows me out so I'm not in my head a lot because when I'm in my head that's when I kind of pull mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you notice that you pulled more when she left for college just from all that like change no I just noticed my depression or because I think my main thing was my scalp. I don't really, because, and I also catch myself because I think when my scalp's there and my hand's just there. So everywhere else I have to like, you know, actually move my body and like, you know, and sit there and like do things as far as my body goes. Mm -hmm. So that is what I think makes it so where I don't pull all the time. Or I'm just more aware of it, maybe. Thank mm -hmm. you.